ticket option. Select option number three, which is multimedia, to purchase your tickets. Tickets are 700 Ghana CDs for the wine and dine mm-hmm. and the concert. And if you want to stay overnight, which we suggest you do, yeah. it's just 2,000 CDs. You have a partner yet? Huh? Oh, okay. That's it for the midday news here on Joy 99.7 FM. There's more news when you log on to myjoyonline.com. I am MFR Pau. Thanks so much for your company. Dr. Mensah Otabil has Living Word. Says I'm a Kosia filler, but it's not like I'm nosy. I'll go out to find out the latest filler. It's just that I get 50 megabytes of data free after paying for only the first minute of every call, and so I just keep discovering stuff minute after minute. That's how come I was minding my business, scrolling through my timeline, and I found out Coco has a new baby. Hmm. Oh, and lastly, I learned Ken won the lottery. You see, Ken is my brother's friend. So, hello, look who's about to vote with the rich and famous. <laughs> Enjoy even. Even more value with MTN Free After One. You only pay for the first minute of your call on MTN Free After One. And the rest is free. Plus, you enjoy free 50 megabytes worth of data to browse your favorite sites. Open where? Open there. So dial star 315 hash to sign up. Good day for you everywhere you go. Terms and conditions apply. The Justice Concert is here again. Did you miss it the first time? Then, this is your chance to join a movement of justice seekers. On Sunday, 2nd February 2020, International Justice Mission is collaborating with Heart Song for the second edition of the Justice Concert. We will embark on a musical and poetic journey to explore modern-day slavery, what it takes to rescue victims of human trafficking, and one survivor's journey from bondage to freedom. Come to the Agape House New Testament Church at East Legon for this free concert on Sunday, 2nd of February at 6 p.m. Together, let's end modern-day slavery. The Justice Concert 2020. See you there. Music means the world to me. I honestly can't um, imagine a life without pursuing music or even having music be a part of my life. And um, I feel very blessed to be able to pursue it. My fans are supportive people. They inspire me to be better. They keep me going. And sometimes they give me the necessary push that I need. Um, Because as artists, sometimes we also feel down. And it's nice to see messages from fans and, you know, videos expressing how much they love products of what we do. I think my social impact in this industry is to inspire. I do music that a lot of people can relate to. And basically the sort of songs that you can play when you're going through anything in your life. Whether you're sad, whether you're happy, whether you're in a loving relationship. I think my music is that kind. My name is Adina and I'm here for the music, the fans and the impact. This is my power of three. Me Music Awards, here for the music. There's only one place to set your mood right when it's a Friday night. The Weekend Warmer with DJ Black. All the hot throwbacks, all the hottest tracks, all the live phonies. Everything that's going to make you laugh and put your mood right on a Friday. The Weekend Warmer on Joy 99.7 FM with DJ Black. 8 p.m. to 12 a.m. Yeah. Slamming and breaking down the hits with DJ Black on the Weekend Warmer. Weekend Warmer. Yes, my people. Yes, Weekend Warmer with DJ Black. On Joy FM. I 
Get ready for a Valentine's Day with a difference. The Love Experience. A night of love songs, good food, great company with you and that special someone. Ask no questions. Have no doubts. Just come and wine and dine with live band sessions from the music goddess Becca and the ever smooth Kwabna Kwabna. There'll be karaoke sessions, a special love hunt, and the Knowing Me Knowing You segment. It promises to be lit with loads of giveaways and surprises. And the best part is... You get to have a cozy night's day at the Plash Labadi Beach Hotel and wake up to the sunrise with breakfast on the beach. Just give us a call on 0540-1064-66 for reservations. The rate is a cool 2,000 Ghana CDs for couple for the full package including bed and breakfast and 700 Ghana CDs for the concert night which includes food and drink. To buy your tickets for the love experience with Becca and Kwabla Kwabla via Momo, just dial star 920 star 50 hash. Select the buy ticket option and select option three to purchase it. The love experience, the true meaning of love. to many around the globe transforming lives into legacies live in word with pastor mensa otobil and now today's word well i'm doing part two of my message gifts and calling gifts and calling uh, God gives us gifts and God calls us. Gifts and calling lie at the center of every leadership vocation. For us to grow in leadership, we have to discover our gifts and we have to discover our calling. And uh, we've looked at the fact that our gifts are not the same and that the way God calls us is also not the same. And today we're going to push a little further from where we left off, left off the last time. Kindly go with me in your Bibles to the book of First Samuel chapter 10 verses 9 to 13. And we're going to examine a very um, important aspect of gifts and callings um, that will help you to discern when you're truly receiving something that is a gift or a calling or is just something that is just happening for a moment. First Samuel chapter 10, verses 9 to 13. Now, if you know the background of the story, I will just rehearse it a little bit. Uh, Israel has asked for a king, and God uh, tells Samuel to get them a king. And uh, eventually, Saul is picked. And Saul is anointed as king by Samuel. And Samuel tells him that as he leaves his presence, the presence of Samuel, a few things will happen to him. And what we are about to read is one of the things that will happen to him after he leaves Samuel's presence. And I want you to pay attention to the reading. First Samuel chapter 10, verse 9 to 13. 
So it was when he had turned his back to go from Samuel that God gave him another heart. And all those signs came to pass that day. When they came there to the hill, there was a group of prophets to meet him. Then the Spirit of God came upon him and he prophesied among them. And it happened when all who knew him formerly saw that he indeed prophesied among the prophets, that the people said to one another, What is this that has come upon the son of Kish? Is Saul also among the prophets? Then a man from there answered and said, But who is your father? Therefore it became a proverb, Is Saul also among the prophets? And when he had finished prophesying, he went to the high places. Or to the high place. Amen. The people answered, Is Saul among the prophets? It's a very interesting question. Is Saul among the prophets? Because they saw him doing something that they had never seen him before doing. And and so they were wondering, what's going on? Is Saul among the prophets? Now you can substitute the word prophet for lawyers, doctors, footballers, fashion designers, chefs, journalists. Is Saul among is Saul among the lawyers? Is Saul among the fashion designers? Because although this is a spiritual experience, its application goes wider in our lives. Is Saul amongst the prophets? One of these days somebody is gonna ask you, are you also a lawyer? Are you also a footballer? Are you also a chef? Are you also as whatever you have not been before? Is Saul also among the prophet? Now I want you to note the first question they ask, and the first question they ask before they even ask is Saul among the prophets, is what has come upon the son of Kish? Now Saul's father's name was Kish. So they said, what, what has come over him? What has come over this man? We know him as, as uh, a person who works in his father's business. He's actually going to look for donkeys. What has come over him? Is he among the prophets? Is it a real thing? Is this Saul's calling? Is Saul supposed to be a prophet? Because remember, he has just been anointed king and now he's prophesying. Is he supposed to change from king to prophet? What's going on? And it happens. In the process of discovering what God has called us to be or what our gifts are. There are three things to watch out for. And in all these three, they can influence you sometimes to choose a path that God has not called you into. First is events. Events. Events is when you experience a one-time happening. When something happens to you one time, it's a one time happening. This very important question to address when you seek 
to operate in your gifts? How do you tell whether an experience you've had signifies a full-time vocation or a one-time event? For Saul, how is he going to tell whether this is just a one-time I'm supposed to prophesy or I'm supposed to do it for the rest of my life? Now many times we go through events where something comes over us. And if we are not careful, we can make it a full-time assignment. Sometimes parents call their children by a profession simply because of a one-time event in their lives. So a child has one dream that comes true and we call him a prophet or a pastor. A child scores one goal at the school march and we call him a soccer star. A child performs well in one subject and we confer a profession on him or her. And similar things happen to each one of us. What one moment in our life something happens and somebody says, oh, you are that. You sing well one day, oh, you're going to be a singer. Is Saul supposed to be a prophet or a king? But he's prophesying. It's a one-time event. You have to be able to discern when some things happen in your life and they are just one-time events. They are not your calling and they are not your profession. But it happens. The thing, other thing you have to watch out for is associations. When you are influenced by group action. After meeting Samuel, Saul met a group of prophets. And in the company of the group, he began to act like the group. He is among prophets, so he's behaving like a prophet. Sometimes the group you are in can influence your action. So you have to ask yourself, is it group action or is it personal? When you are outside the group, would you still function that way? Or you only function that way when you are in a group? When your family has a history with a profession or an action, there will be pressure on you to act one way or the other. Many have entered ministry or a profession because of group thinking. Many have followed their parents, their siblings, and other relations into professions and have brought them deep dissatisfaction. Why is Saul prophesying? Because he's met a group that is prophesying. There's power in groups. And sometimes you can be in a group and it can be a family group. It can be a school group where everybody is following one direction. And you find yourself following that direction and probably doing it even well. But outside of the group, you're not able to function. But once you are in that group, you almost function like everybody in that group. Is it a gift? Is it a calling? Is it one time or is it a lifetime? Is Saul supposed to be a prophet or a king? He's had a great experience. Is it just supposed to be one time or lifetime? The third thing to watch out for is atmospheres. Atmospheres is when your environment moves you to act in a certain way. In the atmosphere of the prophetic, Saul began to prophesy. He did not have a gift. He did not have a calling. But he started operating in an atmosphere. 
And it actually it happened to him again in First Samuel chapter 19 when he was pursuing uh, David and came to Naoth in Ramah about the same place. And he prophesied again. It looks like when he gets into those atmospheres, something hits him when he lifts it, then it leaves him. Atmospheres are very powerful influences. Even for people who say they are called. Currently in Ghana, there is an atmosphere of prophetism. I will not call it prophetic because it is not prophetic. It's prophetism and an atmosphere of bishopism. And if you are not careful for, for pastors, and I want pastors to listen to me very carefully. If you are not careful, you would flow in that atmosphere. And when the cloud passes, you are empty. Because it's not your gifting and it's not your calling. It's an atmosphere, it's a group activity, and you are participating in it. Sometimes even in school, you know, uh, things happen. Everybody's choosing a subject. Not too long ago, everybody going to university was studying human resources, whatever they thought that meant. Human resource, human resource, human resource. And they flood the market with human resources. Now, there are so many human resource graduates with no resources. <laughs> what was happening? Was it their calling? No, it was an atmosphere. It was a group thing. And they participated. It's called a bandwagon effect sometimes. And if it's not your calling, it becomes very difficult to manage it. Because you participated in a group activity, in an atmosphere, and it is not your genuine calling. And that's why sometimes people choose professions and study in school to become a lawyer, and right after graduation, never law. Or people study medicine and never practice it. Or people start, study some subject and never practice it. Why? Because they were doing what Saul was doing. They found a company of people doing something in an atmosphere. They participated. But to the credit of Saul, he never stopped there. He never said, well, I've been called a king, but I think uh, with what has happened now, I think I'm going to be a prophet. The Bible says right after that, he left and moved on to the high place. He's calling his king, and he stayed in his calling, although he didn't function too well there. But at least he knew the wisdom to know this is a one-time event. Listen to me. Each one of us will shine one time in doing something. You know, one time you are called to sing, and you start singing, and your voice soars, and everyone says, oh, you have a gift. Is that true? And especially to parents, be careful the labels you put on your children. Be very careful. Just because your child did something brilliant today doesn't mean that's what they're going to do for life. It doesn't mean so. And if you're not careful very early, you shepherd your children into frustration. Because they are star shown one time. So in discovering your gift and calling, you have to determine, is this a one-time activity or a lifetime activity? Is it happening because of the group I'm in or this is really something I'm called to do? Is it just an atmosphere that makes it easy for things to happen or this is what God has called me to do? So let's learn how to handle this kind of external 
stimulus. So external pressure for us to conform to something we are not. And we're going to learn from John the Baptist and Peter the Apostle. John chapter 1 verse 19 to 23. It's one of my favorite verses in the Bible. I have several favorite 